And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest. And this is week six of the high school football season that we're talking to you about. And Hall of Fame head coach Ted Huber is uh, on the line, the other end of the line. And, Coach, uh, another great week of football. There was just, um, you know, all kinds of action, and that's what we're here to talk about. So I'll let you start things off. Okay, uh, 6A was, uh, what, 8 out of 10 won. And the thing about it is, within the, the 6A group uh, was the uh, was the losses. Okay, uh, Brownsburg, who uh, was a one uh, one loss team, uh, got beat uh, by Westfield, and uh, Ben Davis uh, they got beat by Lawrence North. So um, you know we got eight out of ten that won. Uh, they're still scoring some points. But the one thing I will point out is that uh, as I looked at the scores from all over the state, there were a lot of shutouts this week. Yeah. Uh, a lot more than normal now. Uh, whether that means now that the good teams are playing the, the teams that aren't so good, uh, I'm not sure about that. But uh, anyway, that was uh, one of my observations. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm looking at 6A there. You got a 48 to nothing by uh, Center Grove, which isn't a surprise to anybody. And then Carmel uh, blanked uh, North Central by a score of 45 to nothing. And there was a big score there. Merrillville was all over Laporte by a score of 54 to 19. So there were some uh, some big scores there. And uh, um, let's see who else I got there. 50 at uh, Carroll at uh, Fort Wayne South, all over them, 59 to nothing. Wow. So this Carroll team uh, up here, we got to have them in a feature game here pretty soon because I got to hear what that coach has got to say because they've got some real folks playing the the game over there. Yeah, they were kind of uh, in the bushes here early, and uh, you know, like a, you know, I I looked into uh, you know there was undefeated teams, and then there's teams with one loss, and Carroll has kind of snuck up on people, right? And like you say, they've been scoring on they haven't snuck up on many teams because. They've been scoring a lot of points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's coming down to and like you said, I just think some of these teams that uh, I mean we're halfway through over halfway through the season, and uh, you know they're they're in sync. They're they're hitting on all cylinders, and uh, man, it's showing up with some of these scores. And there's no question about that. Yeah, I think uh, what's happening also is that uh, you know now that. The conference season is really coming to an end. You know, there's going to be some conference battles. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, after this week, there's three weeks of the season, and then the tournament starts. So people will start talking about and start thinking about the tournament. So, uh, you know, it's an exciting time, no uh, question. Yeah, absolutely there. And, uh, you know, I see Homestead was all over four Wayne. Did I say that one? Yeah, 49-7. to seven. Um, and uh, Warsaw top Goshen by a score of 42 to nothing. I, of course, was at that game. And uh, dropping down, looking at uh, 5A, you got some big scores there, too. Of course, Indianapolis Cathedral, uh, 51 to nothing over Hammond Morton. Um, Valparaiso all over Crown Point, 56 to 14. And you're talking about matchups. This next week, we got our featured game in the North is going to be a honey. Yeah, the Maryville. Uh, the Maryville Valpo game, 6A versus 5A, both 6-0 and teams, both excellent football teams. So it'll be it'll be something to behold, I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, and, uh, man, I'll tell you, Bloomington North, and they're, boy, that was a real battle there with them in New Albany. 
<laughs> defensive struggle, 69 to 45. Holy mackerel. That's a lot of points. You know, what- yeah, one of the uh, feature games we had, if you remember, was Bloomington South, Bloomington North. And, right. And uh, they both, both coaches talked about how explosive Bloomington North can be because they had a really good quarterback and a really good running back. And uh, so New Albany's defense must not have been as good as Bloomington South's defense was it? <laughs> because, uh, you know, like you say, they scored, of course, you know, so did New Albany. Right. So, oh, yeah. Um, fun time uh, down south. Yeah, well, that's a, that gets that way. I think we've mentioned that. I've mentioned it before about the philosophy. We won't play defense. We're just going to outscore you. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes. we're just the heck with it. So, anyway, that's makes for a fun ball to watch, that's for sure. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, another matchup we got uh, coming down the road, and I know it's uh, down the road here. It's going to be the end of the season there is the uh, Northern Lakes Conference. Well, if both teams stay on track, Warsaw and Concord are, are heading towards a clash towards one another. Both, both teams have got plenty to work to do before they get to that one, but uh, uh, that's uh, one that's in the – in the making also speaking of 5a uh, in my mind it was an upset um but uh, concord really took care of mishawaka yeah it was in I, fact they were ahead of them i think um a lot it was on the nine or something early and then they uh then they ended up winning 38 uh what 28 or something like that but anyway yeah, 38 24 uh, concord uh you know they're five and one yeah and, uh, like you say, uh, down the road, uh, it could be a big one with the Warsaw Tigers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, there's some uh, some really uh, exciting stuff going on there. Uh, as you say, not only in the Northern Lakes Conference, but all those. But uh, I would agree with you. I was uh, a bit surprised that Mishawaka uh, got beat by Concord. But uh, Concord's, uh, they're very well coached, and they run their uh, – spread offense and uh, they can score points on you quickly. And if they get up on top of you and you are a ground gain or ground running team, that can cause problems for you. No question about it. Uh, 4A ball, 4A ball. Let's take a look at Ron Colley. They're still, you know, just rolling along. They knocked out Burbuff 28 to 10. And, um, you know, Burbuff's no slouch at playing the game either. So anyway. That was a 4A one uh, number one team against a three, a number one team. Right. Um, both of them were undefeated going in and, uh, you know, I guess it followed suit because the four, a team won. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Burbuff, uh, obviously they, their schedule is, um, is tougher coming down the road. Right. You know? Right. Leo stays and uh, moved up into a number two spot there. Uh, they're, um, undefeated and, uh, you know, they had a big win, 59-14 to 14 over Belmont. Um, that was a big win for them. And uh, that, like I said, I saw Leo in a preseason scrimmage, and uh, that's a good football team. There's no question about it. Jasper's 5-0 and uh, in that 4A league. Um, there's several teams that are 4-1. and one. Uh, Mooresville's in there. I remember there. now, those, t- those uh, add one to all those. Oh, yeah, that's right. Leo's 6-0, yeah. and o, Jasper's 6-0, and o, so... Yeah, um, Jasper uh, next week plays five and oh, one yeah. Castle. Uh, Castle's five A. Jasper's a four A. It's in that uh, Southern Indiana Athletic Conference there, and uh, Castle goes to Jasper, and, get, and that should be a really, really big game. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a monster, no question about it. So, uh, anyway, um, so things are you know lining up in the four A class as well. 
Taking a look at uh, the other class, let's go down to 3A. And as you said, Burbuff was number one in 3A, and they got beat by Ron Colley, uh, 28 to 10. Um, West Lafayette knocked out uh, Benton Central by a score of 62 to 16. They're number two in uh, 3A ball. Gibson Southern, who's going to be on our radar for next week, took care of Heritage Hills, and Heritage Hills usually has a pretty good program by a score of 42 to 3. Wow. 42 3, yeah. 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 So, and uh, so, yeah, I, Gibson Southern uh, plays Mount Vernon, Posey County. Right. There's two Mount Vernons in the state that play football. Right. Uh, Mount Vernon High School at Fordville, and then uh, Mount Vernon, Indiana, which is uh, near the Illinois border down south by Evansville. And uh, they're in Posey County down there. Right. Uh, North Posey is another team in, uh, in Posey County, but, um, so Mount Vernon is, uh, six and O and, uh, Gibson Southern is five and one, but they've scored, talk about scoring some points. And, uh, they ran into a, a team called South. I think it was, um, South Warren or something like that in Kentucky. I have no idea where it's at, but, right. and, uh, they got beat pretty, pretty good a couple three weeks ago, like 48 to seven or something. So, yeah. Um, you know, but Gibson Southern in the three A class is a is a power. Right. You know? Right. And they're gonna be squaring off with Mount Vernon Aposey County. Um, and they are six and oh. Mount Vernon, if I'm reading this right, will be six and right. oh. So Yep. Uh wow, that'll be a battle there. Uh taking a look at uh two A, Fort Wayne Lures on top, five and oh, excuse excuse me, six and oh. Knocked out uh, Fort Wayne Northrop, uh, I think physically and Literally in every other way, fifty-six to zero over uh, Northrop, the Bruins, and uh, Eastbrook's up on uh, the second spot there in two A ball, and they're uh, winning. They won fifty-five to nothing over Alexandria. So again, there's big points being scored here. Yeah, the, the you know, of course, we know Lures is good. Yeah, and oh far yeah. Away, they're leading the summit. Right. Uh, conference there and Eastbrook is probably going to go all the way through the regular season. Uh, looking at their schedule, uh, if they keep playing like they're playing. And of course, uh, Andrean's in that class also. Right. And Andrean now is four and two uh, after their killer schedule early. Right. Uh, when they were playing all the big schools, Tipton's undefeated in there. Linton Stockton's undefeated in there. Heritage Christian is undefeated. Eastside is undefeated. Right. Um, you know, and, and those are all undefeated teams in the two A. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of, uh, you know, one-loss teams, too. So 2A is a really, really competitive class, I right. think. Um, well, of course, I, we'll see if it's competitive when they start playing against lures. Right, yeah, really. Andrean uh, knocked out Hobart for a win. That's 31-28. to 28. It was a close game. But uh, uh, there again, uh, Andrean plays such a monster schedule to start with. Um, you know, and they take it on the chin a couple of times, and then uh, – then they start playing uh, with uh, other teams that aren't like that. And uh, Hobart's always a good, solid program, and they beat them. It was close, 31-28, to 28, but nevertheless a win. So that's good for them. Um, yep. Let's see. Uh, taking a look at there, we got Southmont. Uh, let's see. They're, I guess they're 5-1. Southmont was 5-0 uh, oh going in, and right. they got hammered. Yeah. Um, oh, they did, didn't they? Be, uh, I Danville. don't remember who, who beat it. You Dan, see it. Yeah, Danville, 43 to nothing. 
They went after him big time. So anyway, um, taking a look then, let's close out looking at 1A. Um, in one of our featured games, you'll hear some interviews here uh, from these guys. Indianapolis uh, Lutheran uh, won over uh, Cecina. And so they're 6-0 and on the season. They're top of the uh, 1A class. Um, Adams Central uh, won. They're 5-1 and one now. And that's another featured game. You'll hear interviews from those coaches too. So, um, Yeah. Adams Central uh, hammered South Adams in the rivalry game over there. And uh, it, it, the score, as somebody once said, the score was according to the players um, because Adams Central's loaded. South Adams was a runner-up in the state last year. Uh, they got beat in the state finals by Covenant Christian, 41-40, to 40, I think. Right. And they um, they lost a lot of players. And they also have a lot of people that were are on the injured list. So uh, right. that was not a big surprise. Yeah. Final score, and that was 48-7, to 7, Adam Central. And like I said, uh, you had a chance to talk to both coaches, and uh, everyone's going to hear those interviews here in just a few moments. So, uh, so uh Again, uh, just uh, topsy-turvy, lots of fun football and uh, exciting football for everyone to see. Uh, big crowds, uh, the places I've been to here uh, on Friday nights have drawn big crowds of people, so uh, people are getting out and enjoying uh, uh, high school football, Indiana high school football at its best. Uh, so that's uh, kind, of, uh, kind of neat to see since we had last year. Uh, uh, that was kind of cut short. But nevertheless, we do have a number of teams that uh, – you know, um, the COVID thing is still out there. It can cause problems for some teams. But, uh, you know, you and I were talking this morning there, the fact that, uh, you know, uh, it's really changed the way you do things. You uh, get canceled out on a game, and then you give someone a phone call, and, you know, within 24 hours you're playing that person. So that's certainly a, a different different way of approaching football games than what we are, are used to, that's for sure. Yeah, it's um... – you know, in the high school ranks and the college ranks, it's the same thing. You know, they're so excited. People are so excited to get back to watch football. Right. That the crowds are really, really big. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, think of the whiteout at Penn State. Right. And, you know, just go down the yeah. list. Oh, of, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the, the Notre Dame uh, game, I know that's a sore subject with you, but the <laughs> Notre Dame-Wisconsin game at Soldier's Field, um, you know, it was just loaded there. So yeah, yeah. people uh, just love to watch football. Yeah. You know, hey, there's a, a, one team I missed here that I was looking at, 4A airs. What's going on at Logan Sport? Those guys are 5-0. and oh. Yeah, this is a different uh, different time. This is a long time ago, I'm sure, that Logan Sport was, uh, was a record of 5-0 and oh or 6-0 and oh or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, Mike Johnson is the head coach there. Uh, he's he's been in coaching thirty some years. He was a pioneer earlier. Oh, okay. And won a state championship. Right. And then he moved uh, moved over to Logansport, which is really close to Pioneer. Right. And uh, has been and has been uh, you know doing his due diligence with them. And uh, now they they're you know they're beating people. They and are. I looked at their schedule. And uh, he's got a chance. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're in the Northern. Uh, what, what conference are they in? They're in the, Is that the, uh, uh, that's I don't not know, that might be the Central Indiana. North Central. Yeah. North Central Conference, I think they're Something in. like so, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, good for them. That's, you just, I, like I said, that jumped out at me there because, uh, 
you know, historically they've had some problems, but apparently uh, Coach uh, Johnson is uh, getting some things done down there, and uh, the berries are uh, are the berries right now for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. Are. kind of so to speak. So anyway. All right, Coach. Well, I tell you what, we've got uh, some uh, great interviews. I've been through those, and uh, we got those all lined up here as we, uh, you know, have the feature games. The North game is uh, the South Adams against Adams Central. Uh, we got in the middle of the state, Cecina against uh, Lutheran Christian. And then in the South, Pendleton Heights will be uh, squaring off with Mount Vernon, Fortville. We got interviews. Coach Huber had a chance to talk with all those coaches, both before the game and the winners after the game. And that's all coming up next. So stay tuned. Uh, Coach, you want to throw in anything before I sign off and we go to the interviews? No, these are the kind of uh, games that uh, our friend Joe Talley would love. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's getting to the end of the season. Uh, we have only three weeks left. Uh, and, uh, you know, Joe just loves to be with football people. Absolutely. And I tell you what, it's just, a, you know, and talking to the coaches and stuff like you have got a chance to do, Coaches all over the state there. I mean, you really hear a lot of uh, so many coaches doing so many good things with the kids and with their programs. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily always winning because uh, obviously when there's a game, someone has to lose a game. But uh, just all of the different uh, neat things that are being taught to our kids and uh, the positive things that come out of the sports uh, by far outweigh anything that would be negative. So I think uh, uh, Coach Talley would be uh, very proud of that because uh, – I know that's the way he taught taught the game also. So, Anyway, uh, we've got uh, some great interviews coming up, so everyone stay tuned, uh, and we'll uh, uh, be tuning in on these uh, featured games that we have for this uh, past week here in Indiana High School football. We'll be back with more of the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest right after this. Almost every business uses promotional products to let everyone know about their business. Coffee mugs, ink pens, keychains, just about anything you can imagine. WILE is all about promotion. That is why we are excited to introduce our new business, Big Cat Promotions. With over 50,000 products available, Big Cat Promotions can deliver what you want, when you want it, and make it affordable and effective. Call us today, 268-9830 or 551-5916. Remember, our business is to promote your business. Our first feature game in the North included South Adams against Adams Central. Coach Ted Huber had a chance to talk to Michael Mosier, the head coach at Adams Central. Michael Mosier, head coach, Adams Central, Flying Jets, second in the state this week, four and one record. Um, where did the Flying Jets come from, Michael? Jets go back to the 1960s. Uh, that was a time when so many of uh, the, the township county schools started consolidating. And uh, then we consolidated Monroe and uh, I believe it was Monroe and Kirkland Township. They were the Adams Central Greyhounds, and, and which was another township school. Um, they became the Jets. And again, I don't know who was on the committee or or a group of people that decided that, but since the 1960s, probably about the mid-1960s, we've been the Jets. Okay. All right, so can you tell us how the season's going? Okay. Uh, well, we're 4-1. Uh, played a really good game against Belmont, game one, uh, and then got beat in game two. East, then I would, I would say that's kind of a defining moment for us as a team. Uh, we always look forward to, to playing East Side early. It's... Uh, it's always a challenging game. It's always a game that I think both programs test. You know, uh, 
are we as a team? And uh, I, we did some things right against Eastside, but not well enough. We made too many mistakes and too many errors. And I thought Eastside did a really good job of controlling the line of scrimmage and, and being more physical than we were. And I think that was something that uh, I felt as a coach we needed to do a much better job of. And so after Eastside, I, th- I think it places a lot of things you can learn from a loss. And, and I, I welcome losses early on just to kind of get the – uh, the bearings straightened up a little bit and figure out what we need to do as a team. And, and being physical and being uh, aggressive and, and eliminating mistakes is something that we as a, a team needed to do. And we expect the next week against uh, another 1A right for Park Heritage. And I, our kids played a, an outstanding game, a much better physical game, uh, a mental game. We eliminated a lot of and, and uh, came out well. And, and through the conference, we played now uh, two Patriot teams, the Patriots, Patriots, and we've done really well against them. And that's been our season so far. And now we're ready to to take on our our rival. And yeah, they. Um, I just noticed that you're you scored fifty points, fifty plus, in uh, three of the four wins that you had. Um, yeah. yeah, and you and you haven't given up much, so. Uh, obviously, uh, you've got things on track, okay? Uh, big rival, South Adams. Uh, when you are getting ready for them, uh, what do you see? Who do you see? Get ready for the Starfires. You know they're going to have a good defensive scheme. I mean, that's something as the, the coordinator I always look at. Always, uh, you know, they're going to be a, they're always out of what we like to say, and they're going to be a team that that uh, loves to play defense and loves to be physical. So we have to be ready for that. Offensively, uh, I know they've had a lot of injuries, uh, and they, they've been plagued by that this year. And, and yet at the same time, they still have kids that can step up and play. You know, the quarterback, Owen Hunter, is uh, outstanding. He has close to 800 yards passing so far already. Uh, um, sh- uh, the, the shot kid and, and a Beal kid are, are really good on receivers. We're going to have to stop them. Um, Drew Dahl and uh, uh, Maverick Somerset are the running back. They do a really good job uh, finding finding openings and, and getting outside. And, and they really like the big play. So that's something we have to eliminate. We can't let uh, Owen Warner sit in the, sit back there and, and throw against us. We're going to have to get pressure on him. And we're going to have to prevent the, the long ball, uh, long ball to shot. All right. So you've probably answered this question already, but uh, what are the keys for you? You think to to be successful? I, think, I definitely think for us not to, to not to come out flat. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. We we haven't done that yet as a team, and, and if we do, I, I think we lose. Not a little bit that way at East Side, and. and so we can't come out flat. We got to come out attack. We got to come out ready to go. Uh, these guys play with a little bit, and got to continue to play with that type of thing. Okay. Yeah, South Adams was four and zero, uh, and then they uh, Monroe Central kind of put it on them last yeah. week. Yeah, they did. And and I think they did the same thing we want to do. They want they want to get to the quarterback like we do. They got to him. They made him rush some passes and got some. Uh, interceptions and and uh, hopefully we can do the same. Well, you sounds like to me you got your things you got them in order here, okay? Yeah. So uh, you know that's uh, I appreciate it. 
I appreciate what you do on the rating board. Um, you know, the, we've kind of put this together with the rating board, so to speak, you know, and uh, uh, like I said, you're all the way up to number two now, and obviously your goal is to get to be number one. Yeah, that's what you play for. It'd be crazy not to have that goal. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, thanks a lot, Michael. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck on Friday night. Okay, thank you. Yeah, bye, bye We have Grant Mosier, head coach, South Adams Starfires. Born one, ranked in the top three in the, in the state in 1A. And um, we really appreciate you coming. We really appreciate you being here. Grant? Yeah, I appreciate uh, you and all you do for the ISCA and just furthering our game in Indiana. Okay, well, it's, you know, like I said before, I think uh, – you know, it beats working, uh, that's for sure. And um, But anyhow, this is not about me, okay? So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, you know, your experience at the All-Star Game, and uh, then we'll go right into uh, how the season has started for you. Yeah, what a great experience to be selected as the head coach in the North uh, this year for the, for the IFCA All-Star Game. Got to coach uh, two of my players one last time at quarterback James Arnold and tight end Nick Miller. Um, got to coach with my D coordinator, Scott Steiner, on staff. Um, and and got, to, got to grow really close to eight other, eight other North coaches. We still have a group text every Friday. We wish you luck and stay in touch. So uh, just a really cool experience. Really well really well done by the ISCA officers. Uh, Anderson University let us play there. It was just a really neat experience for everyone involved. Well, Jason Simmons uh, deserves, a, deserves a pat on the back, obviously, because he's the main guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, what you've done there and what everybody's done there when they get involved in it really helps everybody around. So why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about how the season has gone so far? Yeah, so I guess kind of the, the big uh, – Spotlight for us going into this year was how do we replace uh, the 18 seniors we lost from last year's um, state runner-up team. We lost 12 all-conference players, um, ACAC all-conference players. So how do we replace those guys? And we had a few pieces back. We had uh, three starters back on offense and two on defense. Um, going week one, we were still kind of confident with, with the guys we had back and the, and the new guys stepping up. Um, we won week one against Winchester, 35-0 uh, kind of handily. And then week two is where things started to kind of fall apart with our uh, – he was a prime 25 preseason player by the gridiron, um, Aiden Warner, all-state receiver, our quarterback. And DB this year, four-year starter, went down on the first drive of the game with a broken ankle. Um, and then our receiver back from last year, two touchdowns, state championship, Trey Shock went down uh, with a knee injury. Um, fast forward to the next week, we lose our center and other captain, Sam Platter, with the torn ACL. Uh, we lose another receiver, Connor Young, with a torn ACL. And this week we lose another lineman, Parker Bryan, with a serious concussion. So so as far as injuries go, we've been hit pretty hard with that. What I've loved about it, um, as you mentioned, we, we've been able to kind of, with smoking mirrors, uh, win the first four games of the season, just uh, plugging guys in. We have a lot of young guys playing. Now we have a sophomore quarterback who was not expected by any means to play this year. He's done a great job stepping in, filling Aiden's void. Um, Owen Waters, his name. And then we have uh, an offensive lineman, Clayton Trouse, who's a sophomore playing guard for us. Done a great job. 
100 uh, pounds on defense stepping up. So we have guys stepping up that weren't expected to, uh, and have been really impressed. Um, obviously, last week ran, or last week ran into a buzzsaw in Monroe Central. Really kind of dominated us up front. We had trouble running the ball, um, but but again, uh, happy with four and one right now. We've got to keep getting better, obviously, and moving these young guys and maturing them quick. And we got to stay healthy. Well, the rivalry game is here, right? Uh, South Adams, Adams Central. So, uh, talk a little bit about your preparation uh, for the Flying Jets. Well, there's no question they're they're loaded. I mean, this is kind of the year, similar to our year last year at South Adams, kind of the year they've had circled now on the calendar for a while. With their senior class they have, with, with Alex Curry and Blake Hirely, Nick Dumas Wonder, Corbin Hershey, they, they have guys who are playing now for three, four years on their varsity team. Um, and, and, they, and they're good. They average uh, six, to, six to seven yards a carry. Uh, they can throw the ball with Ryan Black. They have an incredible defense in front and, and good DBs at are back. Um, so just a lot of work. I would say they're probably the favorite in the 1A North to represent uh, at Luke Soil. Um, but it's a rivalry game. So anytime that happens, you never know what's going to happen. I, I've been a part of this now as a player, as an assistant coach, now head coach. And it's so fun. We have two uh, rich football communities that support their school, support their football team, and uh, support their kids. Yeah, wow. Yeah, what an experience for everybody. No question about it. <clears throat> now, you're the underdog. Um, so what's the keys for you uh, to come out on top on Friday night? Sure, and I've always, in my career, I've, I've liked being the underdog a little more than being the big favorite. It makes it a little more fun. So I told the guys on Monday, there's two ways to look at it. You can find everybody everyone's saying, and we're going to get blown out. Why even show up? Why play the game? Or you can buy into the fact that what an opportunity we have to uh, kind of ruin, play, play, uh, play uh, the bad guy and ruin their their perfect season here they have with this this uh, team that's supposed to be uh, so so great and win the conference and win sectional, win regional, win semi-state. So let, let's go in there and, and play that and uh, have, and enjoy the upset. Something to remember forever is knocking off your rival when they're supposed to win the conference. Well, you've um, you've got the idea, I think, and it's uh, obviously a fun week in um, Adams County, right, and in the communities and. Uh, I know it's a it's a re really big rival, but uh, I think there's a, a great amount of respect uh, for everybody that's involved in it. So um, this goes uh, deeper than football. Yeah, absolutely. So, so their coach actually, Michael Moser actually uh, coached me as a player at South Adams. Um, what's really cool about our two schools? I think they're very similar. Like I said earlier, as far as incredible community support. We have kids that play really, really hard. Uh, what I think is really similar and why we're both been very successful the last couple of years is because both of our staffs are uh, alumni. So on my staff, I have 10 coaches who are all, who've all played uh, football for South Adams football. Um, similar thing at Adams Central, they have 10 coaches who all played Adams Central. So when you have guys that play for the school they're coaching at, you just have a, a certain kind of love and admiration for the school you're at and how much you want to see that progressive team. So I think that's been huge for both schools. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. It is. It's, uh, this is one of the reasons why I picked this game to be the uh, featured game in the North. So um, you knock them off Friday night, I'm going to call you and ask you to talk about it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, and uh, and if they knock you off, then I gotta call Michael. There you go. 
Okay. All right. Appreciate it, and uh, have a great week, and uh, good luck. Thank you. Again, thanks for all you do. I, I love uh, just following you guys and everything. It was a battle for bragging rights in Adams County, and Adams Central came out on top of South Adams by a score of 48-7. to Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber had a chance to talk with Coach Mosier, head coach at Adams Central, after the big victory. Coach Michael Mosier, Adams Central, 48-7 winner over South Adams Friday night. Congratulations, Michael. And uh, why don't you go right in and tell us about it? Well, I, I think I think our kids played really hard tonight. You know, it, it's, uh, it's exciting to come into a, a rival game. Uh, both teams are, are going to be uh, coming out swinging, and, and I think that's really what, what happened. And our guys, uh, I think, were just the better team tonight. We... We were able to stop them from doing what they wanted to be able to do, and and it uh, definitely played into our favor. Our kids played extremely hard and and executed well and controlled the line of scrimmage. I think that was the big difference tonight. Okay, well, it's, it wasn't a big surprise. I know that uh, you know you've had a really good year and they're struggling a little bit. So, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, the the rivalry is the key thing here. And if I remember right, you told me that uh, the key for you, I thought, was for you to come out and you'd be ready to play, and that's exactly yeah. what you did. Yeah, yeah, that's what we what we did. You know, it, and a lot of times the, the South Adams AC game is always a tough one. I mean, it's it's rare that one team is going to dominate the other uh, like that happened tonight. There's been cases of both 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 sides uh, winning big on occasions, but it is it is rare. It doesn't happen very often. It's usually a real close game, but you know their kids are always going to play hard, and, and we knew that uh, we couldn't come out and be flat. We knew we had to play hard in order to beat them, and, and we were able to do that. So it was uh, it was good for us to, to get that win. Okay, who do you have next week? Well, we got Southern Wells. Okay. Uh, and, and Southern Wells has, has been real down, so it's going to be a, a challenge to, to, to keep our kids going and, and get things accomplished. Right. Um, and just work on work on. A lot of times we're going to have, you know we need to work on what we we made some mistakes tonight that we got to shore up and fix, and then hopefully we can see us play a mistake free game next week. Okay, appreciate it and right. uh, enjoy it, Thank and you. Uh, good luck down the road. All right. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Bye yep, bye. bye. Our Central Indiana feature game included two top teams in their classes. In 2A, Cecina, and in 1A, Lutheran Christian. Coach Ted Huber had a chance to talk to Dave Pash, the head coach of the number one Lutheran Saints in Class 1A ball. We have Dave Pash, head coach, Indianapolis Lutheran Saints. Uh, Dave, we really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, could you give us a little bit uh, about your uh, coaching background? Well, it uh, started uh, now many, many years ago, it seems. Uh, back, I think, 1990, um, I was a student at Ball State, really kind of searching for uh, a purpose in life. Um, didn't really know why I was there. And I think like every every 19-year-old kid, um, at least a lot of them that I know, uh, you know, wanting to figure out what it is that you want to do with life. And... Uh, I ran into a guy in a class by the name of John Hostetler that a lot of people probably recognize, been at Muncie Central, now the head football coach at Monroe Central. Uh, and John was, at that time, was coaching at, at Yorktown High School for Doug Denny. And uh, I had been uh, been a part of 
state championships at uh, Brownsburg, played for Mike Godin, which was a great experience. I just happened to have my football ring on that day in class. So we got to talking, and uh, the next thing I know, he asked, he said, hey, would you ever be under- interested in coaching? And uh, so I went out and met with Coach Denny, and they were looking for uh, some young, energetic help, and uh, really got my uh, got my feet wet there at Yorktown for three years. Um, learned a lot from Doug Denny, just a great man, um, learned a lot about how to run a football program and how to care about kids. And, uh, and then from there, upon graduating at Ball State, um, kind of tapped into my Indianapolis roots a little bit. Um, uh, Coach Mike Godin from Brownsburg at that time uh, kind of got me connected with Mike Gillen, who had just left Tri-West High School. Uh, after many years of success there and uh, taking the Decatur Central job. So I, I moved on to take my first teaching job at Decatur Central. Um, worked for four years there for Mike in uh, various positions. Um, and then an opportunity presented itself. Uh, I think I was 26 years old, took the, was offered the position as head coach at North Putnam High School. Uh, took over a program there that uh, it had uh, had had some success in the past, but uh, we're kind of on a down cycle, and uh, it was just a, a great opportunity for a young guy to come into and, and establish his own. Uh, and I spent 11 years at North Putnam in a great community and had success. And then uh, uh, just uh, unforeseen at the time, it really wasn't my goal or uh, uh, in my vision to uh, be at a, a startup program. Um, or even for that much after being 18 years in public school uh, to join the parochial rank, but uh, uh, just uh, just through through Ray Schultz, who played with my dad uh, at Manual High School back in the old old days, um, Ray had started this program here at Lutheran. Um, of all things, Ray shows up to my grandfather's funeral, um, and one thing led to the next, and. Uh, uh, Ray kind of made the pitch that this was going to be something great, and uh, and uh, it was just uh, an opportunity to raise my family. Uh, I mean, everybody says I think once you once you get to a point in life, you know, you want to live where you want to work, and and you've got different priorities. My priorities really shifted uh, from uh, from maybe me and my coaching career and some of those aspirations to how I was going to raise my kids and the the culture I wanted my family in and. Uh, uh, so I've been here now, I believe in my 14th season here at Lutheran High School. and has been uh, an experience that uh, uh, I wouldn't give back for anything. Well, that's, wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's uh, some journey that you've been through, you know. I, I was looking at uh, your statistics, and I, it's 25 years, and I think it says 178 wins or something, and I thought, you know, I would say that you're creeping up on it, but uh, uh, the last few years you have not been creeping up on anybody. You've been uh, uh, running roughshod over people because of the program that you've created there at Lutheran. So um, anyway, uh, I know you were uh, really, really busy. Uh, you were busy this summer. Um, you donated your your time, and I don't know if you had any, but you donated it anyway to the All-Star Game. So, um, you know, uh, how did that go for you? Well, that's just a, a tremendous experience. Um, 
had the opportunity to uh, have been an assistant three other times in the game. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that I take away, um, the time that you get to spend with those kids is phenomenal and the relationships you develop. But, um, you know, it's, it's what the IFCA does uh, for football in general and, and creating the excitement around that event um, and, and the experiences that I had. I think being a head coach of that, it, it was really an opportunity for me to give back and try to try to make the, the experience for the kids that were there and all the assistant coaches and, and head coaches that had gotten uh, um, voted uh, by their peers um, as a as, as to participate in that game, just wanted to give them just the best experience that I could. Um, you know, I you know I think everybody wants to go in thinking about it, wishing you could win. Um, certainly in the back of my mind, but wanted wanted everybody just to have a, have an incredible experience that hopefully years years from now they can look back and uh, understand the significance of that game uh, to the football community. Uh, what the coaches' association's role in that is, and uh, and hopefully everybody will want to give their turn and their time back to it. Well, 1974 uh, was my first coaching job in the All Star Game. I love the All Star Game. I've been around it uh, when I was in Bloomington coaching. Uh, Phil Dickens uh, started that thing down there, and. I went and, and volunteered to help them. So anyway, um, you know, uh, that was uh, something that's very, very important to me and uh, very important to the IFCA. So now as you're getting ready here for uh, Ott Hurley and uh, Crusaders, uh, what do you see and who do you see? Well, I think first and foremost, you said uh, everything you need to say about Sasina and that Ott Hurley. Uh, a legend in, in our uh, in our fraternity of coaches. Um, just uh, you know, the, the the amount of experience uh, that he brings. Uh, his teams teams always play very very hard. They're physical, uh, well disciplined. Um, they bring a lot of those old school elements that I think so often are lost in football today, um, where Nobody tries to, he's not going to try to trick you. He's going to line up. Uh, he's going to run power and ISO and trap and uh, maybe throw just a little bit of option there to keep you honest. Um, play action passes. Um, every year they're great on the defensive side of the ball. Their special teams are solid. Uh, they have a ton of tradition and, uh, you know, have a, have a, and you look down his coaching staff and I believe everybody on his coaching staff is of a Sassina alumni. Uh, so they have a tremendous buy-in. Uh, they bring a great presence, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't have there's there aren't very many guys that I have much more respect for in this business than him. And um, it's been a great honor for me every year to, and I'm always respectful of, of the guys that have come before me, and uh, because of what they bring. And he's one of those guys. He just uh, he's he's what's right with football, and uh, it's a tremendous challenge every year with his ball clubs. Yeah, he's one of the good guys, no question about it. We were talking about the uh, Power of Influence Award that he got from the American Football Coaches Association, uh, which is an unbelievable honor uh, because of all the people that uh, that he, you know, beat in a sense uh, to win that award. So 
but he is one of the good guys. Now, uh, good guy or not, you're going to try to beat him on Friday night. So what are the keys for you to be, uh, to be successful? Well, you know, we talk uh, every week that we have some very similar goals and that, uh, you know, you hear it'd be so much of so much of what you hear in the media today in football is, is cliche, but I think uh, so much of it. Uh, if you listen, listen to the right coaches, they're all going to tell you you've got to win the turnover battle. We can't, uh, you know, it becomes alignment and assignment, execution. I think fundamentals are critical. Anytime you get two really good football teams together, um, it, it it comes down to the details, and uh, it may be a turnover. Um, I think you have to be solid in the kicking game. Uh, we can't give up big plays defensively. Um, and to me, all that really, the result is it's going to control and dictate field position. Um, and, and when you're presented with opportunities to score, you've, you've got to capitalize on them. So we're going to, we just want to keep this as simple as we can. Um, you know, be who we are. Uh, we're still at the point in the season where Wins and losses are important. Um, you know, one of our goals is to be a conference champion. Uh, give us the opportunity, I think, for the third year in a row. Uh, but we're, what you know, what we've got to do is uh, in Indiana. We've, we, you know, as everybody knows, we get the opportunity to. to everybody's going to be in the tournament. Um, so this is really nine weeks of practice. Uh, this is our sixth week of practice, and uh, we've got to we've got to continue to improve and, and be the best that we can be. All right, we go back to, what, 2019 when you were uh, runner-up, uh, 29 to 28. You still think about uh, that? Uh, I'd lie <laughs> if I didn't. Um, you know, I, 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 you say you never second-guess yourself as a coach, but, uh, you know, you think you, I, there's nothing I would have ever done. I don't think there's anything I would have done different throughout that ball game, uh, but boy, what a what a entertaining what an entertaining ball game that was. And uh, you know, I, the experience again was great. It was memorable uh, for me personally. My dad uh, was an assistant coach on that staff. I had my my oldest son was an assistant on that staff. Uh, my two youngest sons were both. Uh, I had a senior and a sophomore who both got to play in that game. Um, so from a family perspective, I couldn't ask for anything more other than maybe just, uh, to see that drop ball on that last play. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, it, it's part of the growth curve, I think, as a program, um, you know, you talk about getting there and, and a lot of people don't. Uh, so regardless of the outcome, it's, it's been valued. Um, but it gives us something to continue to strive for. So, um, you know, uh, but yeah, I <laughs> yeah I think a lot about that, and uh, but I don't you know I also don't want to let it ruin uh, ruin the accomplishment. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, you um, are doing things the right way, no question about it, and we appreciate you and what you do, and um, you know for the kids and for the coaches and for the association. So I want to wish you good luck. If in fact uh, you do win on Friday night, can I call you? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'll give you a holler, and uh, we can talk a little bit about the victory if that happens. All right, David. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Yep. All right. Have a good week. You Bye-bye. too.
You know, here on the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest, we've had a chance to talk to a lot of legends in high school football in the state of Indiana. None of them are bigger than Coach Ott Hurley, the head coach of Cecina, and Coach Huber had a chance to talk with this legendary coach about their matchup against Lutheran Christian Friday night. We have Coach Ott Hurley, Indianapolis Cecina, head coach for over 30 years, <clears throat> excuse me, 30 years, assistant for 14 or something. Appreciate you coming on, Ott. And uh, could you talk a little bit about uh, your coaching background here? Well, when I got out of Butler, uh, I actually student taught at Sustaina from by some finagling by Kenny Luffler, who went out to Butler and talked to Dr. Nygaard to convince him that I should do my student teaching here. So I started coaching actually in, here in '74. And then I got a full-time job in 75 and coached and was an assistant for Kenny for uh, for 14 years before his, unpass, his passing at a very much too early age. Uh, and then I became head coach and have been head coach for uh, 30 years with a uh, four years, uh, I guess, a four years absent when I went to Butler and became an assistant for Kenny LaRose. So you have devoted your adult life to Cecina High School. Pretty much so, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Well, I know you have. Uh, the state championships, you won two of them, 90-91, I think. You had two runner-ups. And, um, you know, you're one of the good guys. There ain't any question about that. So, um the AFCA presents, not every year, but a lot of years, a Power of Influence Award. And a few years ago, um, you received that award. And I'd like you to talk about it a little bit. I know I was uh, there. Uh, you were in front of the crowd, and uh, you made us proud, I'll tell you that. So. Uh, could you uh, talk about that a little bit? Well, it was a tremendous honor, you can imagine, to be selected by a national program like the American Football Coaches Association. As highly thought of as that association is, I'm not sure that uh, that I stand up to most of the winners, but uh, it was a it was a great award and a great honor. Not only to receive it, but to represent the Indiana Football Coach Association, because I think our our association is is second to none. So I was very very proud to uh, to receive it. I was happy I was able to receive it in Louisville, where my family could come uh, to the banquet, also uh, including my mother, who at that time was uh, in her late eighties. So. It was just a highlight of my career. Yeah, I can I can believe that uh, the list. Sometimes I I probably I was going to do it and I forgot, but uh, going to get me a list of people that have won that award, and uh, uh, you're right at the top of the list. So um, let's talk a little bit about football here. You're three and two. 
You've lost a couple tough games. Uh, your schedule is second to none, uh, and you're heading into Lutheran this week, okay, who's 5-0 and and number one in 1A. So uh, when you are preparing for Indianapolis Lutheran, what do you see and who do you see? Well, the first thing that sticks out on, on the tape is how big they are up front. Uh, they're, uh, they're huge. They're as big a team as we're, we're playing. And and, uh, and they get off the ball, both offensively and defensively. So that's the first thing. Secondly, you you know they're well coached. Dave Pash does a great job with, with his teams. And uh, their quarterback is, a uh, I think, a... Uh, running back at heart because he likes to run the ball and he's very good at running the ball. You know, probably their best player is Dave's son. Uh, and I don't know his first name. I know his number is seven because we've been telling our kids we got to know where seven is on, uh, on everything. He's on special teams, offense, and defense. But it's going to be a great challenge uh, for us. And it's, it's going to show us where we are at this stage of the, uh, of the season. Because they're good, uh, we play them at their place, uh, and uh, this weather isn't helping our preparation, that's for sure. Yeah, well, what are you going to do then? I mean, how are you going to uh, combat that? What's the keys for you to be successful to, to get your name in the paper when you beat the number one team in 1A on Friday night? Well, we got to control the ball, Tim, and... Uh, you know, so, and we've been working on it uh, even yesterday. All we did was went out and, and did our offensive, defensive team period. We didn't do individual because we weren't sure when the, the deluge was going to come. Uh, and we'll probably do the same tonight. But for us to have any luck, our offensive line has to open up some holes and our defense has to get us get off the, uh, off the field, which is what we really had trouble with last week. We only had the ball for a little over 12 minutes last week against Heritage. So uh, if we do, if we don't get better at that, then we, it's going to be a long night for us. But uh, you know, so defensively we got to get off the field, and offensively we got to be able to run the ball. Uh, our strength is we got we got some pretty good running backs, and uh, that that helps us. And, and really, Aiden Ray can throw the ball, but uh, you can't throw it all night, you know, uh, that type of thing. So we've been working on that and watching a lot of film. Okay. Uh, like you said, Dave uh, has done a really nice job over there at Lutheran. So, um, you know, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate all the work you've done for the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And we appreciate the fact that you're a role model for the coaches and for the players and that you've spent over 50 years uh, working with the youth. So thanks for everything, Ott, and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to this weekend. And I always like to talk to the winner on Friday night. So if, in fact, you pull this upset, can I call you? Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for everything. Thanks, Ted. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. It was a well-fought battle between Cecina and Lutheran Christian, but Lutheran Christian came out on top by a score of 31-20. to 20. Coach Uber had a chance to talk to Coach Pash 
after the big victory on Friday night. Coach Dave Pash, Indianapolis Lutheran, 31-20 winner tonight over Cecina. Congratulations, Dave, and uh, fill us in on uh, what happened tonight. Well, you know, when you and I talked earlier this week, uh, it was everything I expected and kind of described. You know, Cecina's a very fundamental football team. They play extremely hard. you know, they, they gave us some looks. They're, they're great. We got, you know, we were, they, they did a great job of scheming us. Um, it was kind of a slow start for us. Uh, took us a little time to figure some things out. And, uh, uh, you know, for, I guess, some some uh, way to say is that we've kind of weathered the storm a bit. Um, uh, you know, we've, we've got a guy by the name of Montezzi Clay. He's a quarterback. He's a, he's a dual threat type kid. Um, has had a couple big weeks of running the football, and uh, they really came out with the mindset they were going to make him throw. And uh, our kids stepped up to the challenge and made plays. And uh, I think Montez ended up throwing four touchdown passes tonight. And uh, uh, really proud of his. I told our kids, you know, uh, it's 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 a it's exciting as a football coach not to have to coach effort. Uh, our kids played so hard. Um, Really met the intensity that the Cecina team brings year in and year out. So it's a it's a positive, really positive victory for us. Okay, uh, who you have next week? We have Monroe. Just uh, I don't know what their record is. Uh, probably five and one or six and zero. Oh. Yeah, they won tonight, so they'll be six and zero. Oh. Yeah. Six and zero. Oh, uh, yeah. So just, you know, the ICC, I believe, is one of the best small school conferences in Indiana. And uh, every week, uh, you know, we're the, we're the smallest school in the ICC uh, with 225 kids. And, uh, you know, well, the, uh, you're talking about the conference. I just, I believe that the ICC is uh, one of the, the premier small school conferences in Indiana and, and maybe at times in the Midwest. Uh, you know, with the likes of versus Cena, Triton Central's Beach Grove. Uh, you know, we play uh, every week. We're playing two A, three A, four A schools. Um, it's always a step up for us. Uh, you know, we haven't played a one A school uh, uh, until week nine. And uh, but you know, it, it's just it's every week for us. It's it's an opportunity uh, for us to improve and. Uh, and then I think when you have some of the success we've we've been fortunate enough to have, uh, it kind of puts a target on your back. And uh, uh, but it uh, also an opportunity for us uh, to see everybody's best shot. Um, so when you play some what we believe is elevated play, and then you get everybody's best. <laughs> and uh, you know, so every 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 week for us is an opportunity to improve, uh, to grow as a team. Um, you know, it's always our expectation. We, we want everybody to be the best teammate that they can. and uh, uh, puts a lot of pressure on us. Uh, but uh, there's nothing wrong with putting a little stress on kids and uh, uh, finding ways to, finding ways to, to persevere. Okay, well, 
I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to wrap this up because I'm not sure where we're headed here. So congratulations. Uh, big game next week. Good luck. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Our Southern feature game included Pendleton Heights against Mount Vernon Fordville. Coach Ted Huber had a chance to talk to Vince Lighty, the head coach of Mount Vernon, about the big game against Pendleton Heights. Coach Vince Lighty, Mount Vernon Fortville, head coach, 4-1. Welcome, Vince, and we're looking forward to, you know, you getting – you getting some things done today, I guess, with the rain, right? So, uh, anyway, welcome and uh, talk to us a little bit about how your season has started. Well, thanks, Coach, for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Um, uh, yeah, and again, you're right. We're trying to – I'm moving some bags over. We have, like, a, an indoor facility turfed out that we're going to try to multi-use, so we're, we're going to try to get something accomplished in practice today. But, uh, like I said, we're 4-1. and one. Um and we've won four in a row. Uh, we want to keep that streak going. And uh, our, our kids have done a really good job of um, every week's been a, a little bit of a different challenge, especially in today's uh, when you prepare for offenses. Uh, we go from week one versus Noblesville, full house, double tight T. Then you get into a spread. Then you go to wishbone. So um, our kids have done a good job. And um, we're excited for this Friday. It's homecoming at Mount Vernon. Um, so it's going to be a good test with Pendleton Heights and Coach Richmond. Okay, so um, what, um, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about this. Um, when, when did you start coaching? Uh, I started in the year 2000, in the fall of 2000, up at Hamilton Southeastern, under uh, just uh, elected to the Hall of Fame, Coach Rob Cutter. Okay, so you were with Cutter and with Toby and those guys at uh, Southeastern in 2000, right? And this yeah. is 2021. And is this your first head coaching job? Uh, yeah, this is my – I uh, was fortunate enough to get hired in Mount Vernon after Coach Kirshner went to back to Warren. And I started in February uh, 2021. So this is my uh, first tenure. So I'm, we're starting out my – this is my – this will be my game number six. Wow. Okay. So, I, you know, I just wondered about that because, uh, you know, being a, being a coach's kid, um, has that, um, you know, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's, uh, were you uh, wanting to be a head coach? Uh, was being an assistant, uh, I know you're a defensive genius, if you will. Um, you know, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, well, uh, I think all, all along, um, when I first started coaching, I think I had aspirations um, to, to be a head coach at some point. Uh, but again, when you – when you, you, I, we, you know, my team, we, we had a good, you know, play with my dad, good, great experience. Uh, my height, my senior year, we won state, a bunch of good guys, bunch of good players, good buddies. Uh, then we kind of, everybody moved on, played some college, played college ball. Well, now, you know, you jump in, you think you can take on the world, and, you know, you try to when you're young. Uh, but the greatest thing I think I learned early was just learning the ins and outs of more than just, uh, of, you know, not just playing. But the coaching part of all positions, all the things that go on that you took for granted as a player, uh, doing that. And throughout my years at HSD, I work with some really good guys. Uh, not with just, you know, Coach Jacobs. But I was at Bloomington South, uh, before, uh, finishing up at IU under Mo, I worked with Mo Moriarty a little bit. And so I've got, I had a good, I've had some, I've been fortunate to be some, underneath some really good, 
uh, high school head coaches right. um, and see what they did in their program. Now, as far as being a head coach, I, I lost count. Uh, once I got into the O for double digits, I don't know if it was 10, 11, or 12, um, I applied for jobs all around. And um, so um, I, I quit counting after you know 10 of them that I either didn't get an interview for or didn't get a job. Um, I'm lucky enough, I live in Fort Bill. I've been living there since I couldn't afford Hamilton, or Hamilton County with my wife, so we lived in Fort Bill. Seven minute drive to HSE. Lo and behold, now I'm down to a three minute drive to Mount Vernon. So wow. it's been a uh, it's been an interesting journey. Let me just tell you. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. And of course, being with Coach Kirshner must have been really something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was great too. Uh, again, I had a chance. Um, after Coach Cutter, Coach Scott May got the job at HSC. Well, he, he was a defense coordinator for Coach Moriarty at Bloomington South in 93. So he's, you know, he was a uh, great guy to work under and, you know, learn from. And it's ironic that you talk about defense because I was coaching offensive line for I don't know how many years and running our JV offense um, with Coach Cutter and Coach May. And then uh, Coach Kirshner gave me a buzz and we met at a Cracker Barrel in January of 2018. And um, uh, and I also applied for the Mount Vernon job, which obviously went to Coach Kershaw's time. Um, but he said, "Hey, I, I need a." I said, "I'll do whatever you want." He was like, "I need a defense coordinator." And so I was like, "Well, all right. Let me uh, let me let me dust off a few files and get my mind kind of switched around and <laughs> jumped right in and uh, been trying to help us uh, get stops on defense ever since." Well, that's super. Yeah, that's super. So now, as you you know, you're you're getting ready for Pendleton, right? Um, you know, it was interesting. I I, I hadn't uh, known too much about Jed, and uh, boy, he's been up and down the road more than I even thought, you know. But um, they're three and two. Uh, they they were three and zero, oh, and then they lost a close one to Green uh, Greencastle, and then they ran into uh, New Pal last week. So. Uh, as you're preparing for these guys, what do you see and who do you see? Um, uh, kind of like uh, what you just talked about. Coach Richmond, uh, if I remember right, I believe he started many years ago, about as long as I started ago, with Coach Kirshner at Ben Davis. Or at some point he was there. Then he went under Mo Moriarty up at Carmel for a long time. Right. And, um, and so he is uh, – he's been at Hamilton now oh, four or five years. But he, um, what you're going to get is a, you're going to get a very well-coached um, football team in all aspects. Uh, their offense is a, a multiple diverse offense, uh, formation-wise, uh, and, they, and they run the quarterback, the running back, uh, they throw it. And again, I think he's, uh, you know, that's what, and he was, a, I believe, the offense coordinator with Coach Mel Carmel. And then defensively, they run a, um, kind of the, the old Bloomington South Carmel 50 defense, you're going to get uh, a base five-man front. Um, you know, they don't want to get the big play up, keep everybody in front, and then very well, very well, uh, very uh, well coached on special teams. So I, I look at it as two programs that in all three phases try to coach up and do the right things and put our kids in spots to be successful. And, um, you know, you look at their last couple games, they haven't and I think he probably alluded to it in maybe some of his articles that they they didn't help themselves out with some uh, either fumbles or snaps that really helped their opponents. And if you don't beat yourself, uh, it, it's only going to make your 
job a little bit easier or to maybe be successful on Friday. Right. Um, so we're, you know, I, I get Indiana weather. From what I can tell, the forecast isn't going to be a monsoon on Friday, I hope. Uh, but the last two days have been nothing but just, or, I mean, almost three days of rain during practice times. All right. So, uh, you know, my next question would be, what's, what, uh, what do you got to do to be successful? Uh, what's the keys for uh, the Marauders? What's a Marauder, by the way, Vince? Uh, sometimes it's a Raider, a Viking. Okay. We like to say, uh, we, we see our guy, our Marauder man uh, has a big battle axe. So okay. um, uh, somebody that comes in and, uh, you know, pretty, you know we, we think of being aggressive. So okay. for us to be successful, I'll be honest here, we we have to continue. Uh, we are, we are, and again, this is probably well against how I was raised in co- playing for my dad and some of the coaching, but we are, we're not, we're not completely uh, uh, aggressive and uh, to the point of making unsound choices, but we are aggressive. We, our special teams, we, we try to be aggressive on, uh, on trying to get field position Um our offense has been aggressive all year, uh, throwing the ball down the field, and um, you know we've got to be able to we've got to be able to lighten the box and make people stop the pass enough where we can run the ball effectively. Um, and then defensively, I always every week we start no matter what. Number one objective is uh, get lined up. Number two, stop the run. So we do. Um, I, I, we do. Those are our kind of our predicated. You know, running the football. And again, we're in a spread offense more than we are with a tight end or two tight end set. But we are trying to run the ball and stop the run. And because uh, we believe as a staff, especially in Indiana high school football, at some point you're going to have to deal. Those two objectives are going to come up to win a championship. Right, right. So how would you, you know, if you, how would your dad feel about this, uh, this offense now? What do you think? Asking me about, uh, do you have a fullback? And do you, do you ever practice getting under center? And then uh, don't forget when you throw the ball, uh, three things can happen, and two of them can be bad. And so, uh, but you know, he, he saw our, tra- you know, and he he was able to see uh, when he, you know, when they moved up here, he saw games, you know, and I, he looks. If you looked out at our, our players, and our players do a great job buying in. We, I mean, Noblesville walked out with. I think I could tell you they rotated in linemen, but I've never. They had from tight end to tight end. They had seven kids at two seventy to three hundred and fifteen pounds, wow. and anywhere from six seven to six four. And you know, I don't. I we don't have we don't have but one or two kids that could fit in that lineup. Right. And so we've really done a good job. And again, I've been. This is my twenty second year of high school football. This is the fastest skill set. This is the fastest team speed in terms of guys in the field that I've ever been around. Yeah. And um, that's, that includes a lot of pretty good teams we had. Yeah, well, you know, I just I wanted to ask that question with kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit here because, you know, being an old-timer, uh, you know, I know it's it's tough. And I, I'm all the time talking to, to one of your buddies, Doug Hurt, uh, you know, I worked with Doug for quite a while down there when my when we lived in uh, Newburgh. But uh, uh, and I'm always on him about, uh, hey, what uh, what are you doing throwing the ball around like that? Coach Lighty wouldn't like that. So, um, but uh, I know, you know, he what he did was uh, whatever he needed to do be, to be successful. That's what he did. And uh, 
you know, what a, you know, what a, a good thing was for what you guys went through down there and, you know, playing for your dad and playing with your brother and, and, uh, you know, winning two state championships. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's just a great place. And, uh, to be, to be a part of high school football anyway, uh, you know, what, what more can you ask, you know? Oh gosh, you're, you're hundred percent correct. And, and again, I, uh, I mean, I, you know, I go, we, we joke around in meetings sometimes and we'll sit there and, uh, you know, we always, we'll, we'll joke around and we'll always figure, you know, we'll always talk about, Hey, do we have a guy we can talk Well, who's our, who's our, who's a fullback kind of guy? How can we run ISO with somebody? And, um, you know, it's still, you know, at some point, and again, you've, you know, like I said, there's, you know, the old Coach Kirshner said it, but we all heard it growing up. You know, football's a physical game played by physical people. And at some point, you, you got to be able to put a, you know, shoulder pads and a body on people and, uh, and, and try to move them a little bit. And uh, I, I think that, you know, that's still at the heart of what we try to do the best we can. And, you know, we've had, you know, the, like I said, the rules and you've been part of the IFCA. And again, trying to make the game, um, safer we're, we're able to practice more efficiently um, you know we try to really work on you know doing things the right way and uh, getting our kids out so we're in Indiana football I mean it's I, again I, I, I really credit like you guys in the IFCA because last year we had a year when some places canceled right. and we're doing our best to move forward and um, you know I just hope we can continue uh, not just here at Mount Vernon but across the state we can get our games in on Friday yeah we're um we're we're doing a good job. We're doing a good job. Of course, the coaches are the key to that, and the kids are the key. So, anyway, uh, I know you got to get going, and I really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, you know, good luck on Friday. And if uh, if you win on Friday, can I call you and get a comment? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, feel free to give me a buzz. Um, you got my number. I got um, it. I, you, you could call if we happen to come up with a short end of the stick. You could even call me because. I'll, I'll let you know, and you know, I'll, you know, I can I can talk to you, give you, you know, whatever information I, I have okay. at, at, in terms of that time. But right. I appreciate the opportunity to help promote, you know, not just Mount Vernon up here in Fort Bill, but uh, Indiana football in general. And I look forward to hopefully a good weather and a good Friday night. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. All right, Vince. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Jed Richmond is the head coach of Pendleton Heights, and Hall of Fame coach Ted Uber had a chance to talk with Jed before the big game against Mount Vernon on Friday night. Jed Richmond, head coach, Pendleton Heights, plays Mount Vernon Fortville this week. Jed, thanks for coming on. I appreciate that, and we'd like to talk about the season. And uh, actually, we'd uh, let's start with your background a little bit. So thanks for coming in, and go ahead. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's great, uh, great to be here. Uh, been very fortunate uh, as a as a younger coach uh, starting out. I learned under uh, a few Hall of Famers, and um, I worked for Jim Plummer at Western High School, and then Tom Allen at Ben Davis, and then I worked uh, five years under Coach Mo Moriarty at Carmel, and was his offensive coordinator, and uh, that really prepared me to be a head coach. And uh, they gave me my first shot at Western Boone uh, from 2010 to 2012. Uh, then I went to Lawrence Central, uh, 2013 to 2015, and then I just went up the road to Pendleton Heights, and uh, I've been here six years. So really, really got a great community here, and, and love coaching ball and teaching uh, the Arabians. That's super. That's uh, you're a lucky guy. If you, <laughs> yeah, I am. 
yeah, oh, yeah. with uh, with the people that you've been uh, involved with, no question. So, uh, you're three and two. Yep. You were three and zero, oh, and then uh, lost a close yeah. one to Greenfield Central, and then ran into New Pal last week. So, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Sure can. Yeah, we uh, so we graduated 25 seniors a year ago, um, and and so we are reloading. We got a small senior class. And uh, we're starting about nine sophomores, ten sophomores, and uh, and then we're rotating three or four more. And uh, so it, it's been a it's been a learning curve for us. You know, one one week we we might look like a ranked team, the next week we kind of look like a JV team. And it's been unfortunate, but we've had to learn by by baptism of fire, so to speak. So, but we got a bunch of good kids out there playing hard, and uh, they just uh, they made too many mistakes the last two weeks. But uh, first three weeks we were really progressing nicely. Um, kind of hit a buzzsaw in Greenfield, and we made them uh, look awful good. Uh, first half, it was 28 to nothing, and uh, it was really a matter of four or five plays that guys were just out of position. But that, you know, that option football will do that to you in, in a hurry. And uh, got to give them credit. Uh, second half, though, we, you know, we settled down, did our jobs, and shut them down. And then uh, we had a chance to tie it or, or win with under two minutes to go, and we ended up losing by a touchdown. So, Got to give Greenfield the credit there, but we, we laid an egg, and then, uh, you know, we went down to New Pal, and uh, we ran into that buzzsaw, and Coach, of course, Coach Ralph, and, and that program speaks for itself, but, uh, um, again, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot in the beginning, and, uh, you know, we, we ran the ball for over 100 yards, which against a New Pal team uh, is something else, but uh, they clamped us down on the perimeter and, and really did a nice job in their pass defense, and just overall, and uh, they just outplayed us, and uh, it's unfortunate, but we learned a lot of valuable lessons, and I thought the kids played real hard. They just uh, didn't play real smart sometimes. Well, so uh, been working on that this week. Yeah, that's that's what happens when your job depends on 15-, 16-year-old kids, right? <laughs> it <laughs> so, is, it is. Somebody told me that one time. So, <laughs> anyway, now you got Mount Vernon coming up. Um, yeah. What uh, When you're getting ready for them, what do you see? Who do you see? here they're seven miles from us and uh you know it's uh there's no love lost it's backyard brawl and uh there's a, a ton of respect from our end at least uh i've known vince and toby jacobs for a long time and uh they do a marvelous job uh, of course coach kirshner really got it rolling and they've really taken it from there and their kids play their butts off they are tough they play extremely fast uh you know and and i'd like to I mean, you know, they, they mirror their head coach. I mean, they're intense, and they bring it. And, uh, uh, you know, the LaBelle kid, he may be the best player in our conference this year. Uh, and he, he is all over the field, and both offensively and defensively. He's one of the most explosive players in the HHC. And so he's a handful. And then you mix in, they got a solid quarterback in Slenniker. He can sling it all over. And then uh, they got one of the better receivers, I think, in 4A and Gentry. Uh, he runs great routes. He's quick as can be, and uh, he's made big plays in every game. So um, mixed with some huge linemen uh, with uh, nasty dispositions, that's a pretty good ball club. Well, yeah, I know. I've known Vince since he was a kid. Uh, you know, because John, his dad, was a coach. So yeah. um, now, that being said. Uh, what's the keys for you to come out on top Friday night? Well, it'd be nice if one of these combines would pull out on Highway 67 and slow them down for a while, but I don't think that's going to happen either. So we, uh, we we can't beat ourselves, 
and they make that awful difficult because they sure take the ball away from everybody. And, uh, you know, we just got to process each play and uh, not make each play bigger than it is and not make the, the game bigger than it is. It's week six, and uh, that's easy for you and I to sit here and say today, but these boys want to win awful bad, you know. And uh, they got a pretty good pretty good challenge ahead of them. So, you know, we got to control that scrimmage the best we can. We got to take our take advantage of opportunities when we get them. It sounds very coach talk, but you've been at this a while. It's not a hard game. I mean, you know, we got to block at the point of attack pretty well, and, and we we can't miss tackles on these guys because they'll take it they'll take it all the way to the end zone when you do that. So, um, I think we play you know play our ball and uh, you know. We, we pursue like crazy on defense and, and, and lock them up, make some plays. So we got a chance. And last year we played them real tough. Uh, it was 14-13, our lead going into the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, and uh, they were number one and undefeated. Um, and that's what rivalry games do sometimes, you know. And uh, uh, and then we, we shot ourselves in the foot and we turned it over. And uh, they beat us, and, and that's what happens. You know, good teams, they make those plays. So – we're still trying to figure ourselves out, and if we want to be a good team, we, we've got to go out and make plays and, and not beat ourselves. So I truly, long answer, but I truly think that's what it comes down to. Okay, well, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, it's rivalry games are really interesting. They you are. know, uh, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But it's interesting that uh, you're seven miles from each other. So those yeah. kids see each other probably oh, yeah. uh, uh, a lot off the football field, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's kids uh, in South Madison County here who have a Fort Bill address. Um, I bust their chops for it pretty good, but they can't control the post office, right? So um, <laughs> it's one of those deals. But we have a ton of respect for these guys. And, uh, uh, you know, they are uh, they're the real deal. I mean, I you know, I, I haven't watched – we, we scrimmage Mooresville. Um, and they're awfully good, um, but these guys on film, they are they are something else. And Vince has done a heck of a job. Deserves a lot of credit. So does Toby Jacobs. So um, it's going to be a fun night. And I, you know, I look around and perspective-wise, there's a lot of schools searching for games. So we're very fortunate to get a game, and uh, we're man, we're we're really chomping at the bit and looking forward to it. So that's super. Um, I like to talk to the winner after the game, so uh, I got your phone number. Can I call you uh, when you upset them? I, I hope you sure do. Okay. I'll uh, I'll do that if you can get the job done, Jed, and I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, and good luck. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Mount Vernon from Fortville proved a little bit too much for Pendleton Heights as they came out on top by a score of 43 to nothing. Coach Uber had a chance to talk to the victorious coach, Coach Vince Lighty, about the big game on Friday night. We have Coach Vince Lighty, Mount Vernon, Fortville, 43-0 to zero winner tonight over Pendleton Heights. Congratulations, Vince. And uh, can you tell us what happened? Uh, well, thanks, Coach. Um, yeah, we, um, uh, we did Pendleton be a good game. Uh, well, Coach, uh, we, uh, um, we got off to a... Uh, a good start on defense. We were able to uh, we we, uh, we deferred, got a stop, and um, uh, for the first time in uh, probably uh, all our games, we actually had the punt on our uh, first two series. So Pendleton came out, uh, stopped us, and then we um, 
We had a punt, and then uh, we, we had a good little chess match going on. Uh, I think that's at the end of the first quarter, and then we were able to get some stops at some big plays and uh, get the ball down the field from Garrett Slimaker, Ashton Gentry, Keegan LaBelle, and Trayvon. Hagler uh, got some big runs, and uh, we were able to go into halftime uh, with a good lead, and then uh, we received the ball in the second half and punched one in, and uh, we got that clock running. Okay, well, it uh, big one, a big one for you. I know you were favored, and uh, I know that uh, they were uh, kind of concerned about that. So congratulations. Who do you have next week, Vince? I would play Newcastle. We were at Newcastle, okay. uh, so we'll have to have a good week. I, mean, I haven't watched any film on them yet. Um, in the past, they've been a spread offense, so we'll be uh, you know, we'll have to make some adjustments. Uh, Coach Richard does a good job of counseling and uh, gives you a lot of different looks. And so we'll have to kind of, you know, uh, they ran, I, you know, I don't even know if um, Newcastle will have a tie in the game, whereas tonight, Pendleton in the second half, I think almost every play had a tie in the game. So it'll, it'll adjust our defensive game plan. Um, and then uh, but we'll, uh, we'll try to put a good week of practice together and head over to Newcastle and um, see what happens. Okay, well, you're five and one and uh, on the move. Congratulations. Uh, good luck next week. All right, well, thanks, Coach. Yep. Well, there you have another exciting week. Week number six is in the books in Indiana High School football, and it was a great week. There were lots of great competitions going on amongst a number of uh, great high schools. In fact, all of them are great high schools. And all you guys out there, all you coaches, assistant coaches, fans, administration, uh, everybody involved in high school sports and high school football, particularly in the state of Indiana, it was a great Friday night. Don't forget next week we got featured games that are going to include a couple of heavyweights in the north as Maryville will travel over to Valparaiso, both teams undefeated in their respective classes and ranked very high, so it should be a great one. In the center part of the state, Noblesville, We'll take on Hamilton Southeastern, which is a rivalry game between those two schools. And in the south, Gibson Southern will face off Mount Vernon. So it should be a great week, another great week of high school football. And speaking of that, we hope all you coaches out there have a good week of practice. I think we're going to have some great weather, at least in the northern part of the state, and maybe even statewide, I hope so, at least for everybody. And everyone, uh, keep doing the great job that all of you guys are doing out there. And I know... Uh, from experience and talking to people all over the state of Indiana, that the number one goal is to not only make our kids better at the game of football, but also better men uh, and better people uh, to contribute to society. So we appreciate everyone's efforts in that regard. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. Everyone have a safe week, and we'll talk to you next week.